From Seoul, Korea, KBS World Radio News Today starts right now. On today's broadcast, the indoor mask mandate is lifted over two years after it came into force at the height of the COVID-19 pandemic. Banks resume their longer pre-pandemic operating hours for the first time in around a year and a half, but Labour has opposed the move. And Democratic Party chief Lee Jae-myung says he will appear for more questioning by prosecutors regarding his alleged involvement in the Hongnam land development scandal. This is KBS World Radio News. I'm Kwon Jang-woo. The indoor mask rules were lifted in most facilities in the country on Monday. Mask wearing is now only required at high-risk facilities such as hospitals and on public transportation. But health authorities forecast that even these restrictions could be lifted by May should the virus situation continue to improve. Richard Larkin reports. Starting 12 a.m. Monday local time, authorities scrapped the indoor mask mandate for the first time in 27 months for all locations except high-risk facilities such as nursing homes as well as hospitals, pharmacies and public transport. This means mask wearing is recommended but not required in places like indoor sports facilities, schools, discount chains and department stores. It is, however, strongly advised for people at high risk of infection after having contact with a COVID-19 patient or those with symptoms inside closed-off high-density locations or when there is group singing or cheering. The government has also urged seniors aged 60 and older to get booster shots and the public to continue to follow basic quarantine rules, such as washing hands and regular ventilation. In the 24-hour period to 12 a.m. Monday, 7,416 additional people had tested positive, the lowest daily tally since July 4th last year. Jung Ki-suk, the nation's chief advisor on infectious diseases, said he expects the nation to be ready by May for the second phase of mass mandate lifting, in which mask wearing will not be required anywhere. Authorities have previously said the second phase would be adopted after the infectious disease alert level is revised down from the highest level of serious to the second highest level of vigilance, or third highest caution, on its four-tier scale, and when COVID-19 is adjusted to a class 4 disease. Richard Larkin, KBS World Radio News. As the government lifted the indoor mask mandate for most locations on Monday, financial institutions, including banks, resumed pre-pandemic operating hours for the first time in around a year and a half. Banks opened from 9am to 4pm instead of 9.30am to 3.30pm. The Labour Union, however, remains opposed to normalised hours, claiming the management unilaterally made the decision... They are demanding operating hours to be reduced by 30 minutes while allowing some branches to operate past 4pm. The union plans to seek legal steps, including a court injunction against the operation normalisation. Main opposition Democratic Party leader Lee Jae-myung said he will appear for another round of questioning by prosecutors regarding his alleged involvement in the Hungnam land development scandal. At a meeting with local reporters on Monday, he accused the prosecution of abusing authority to concoct the case against him. The opposition chief said despite the humiliation and unfairness, he will cooperate and that it is the price he has to pay for losing last year's presidential election. 
On Saturday, the DP leader underwent questioning for allegedly giving preferential treatment to private investors and helping them reap 440 billion won in profits from development projects in the Gyeonggi provincial city of Seongnam while he was mayor. He also appeared for prosecutors' questioning on January 10th over third-party bribery allegations involving football club Seongnam FC. The presidential office has announced that it will file a defamation complaint against an opposition lawmaker for allegations regarding First Lady Kim Gunny. In a notice to the media on Monday, the top office said it plans to submit the libel complaint to the police at 3 p.m. against a main opposition Democratic Party lawmaker and spokesperson Kim Yong. Kim, in a written statement issued last Friday. Reiterated long-held claims by the DP that the first lady was involved in a stock price manipulation case of Deutsche Motors, a BMW car dealer in South Korea, saying that her name was mentioned at least 300 times during a related trial. Citing a news report last week, the lawmaker also made fresh accusations that Kim's bank account was used in another case of stock price manipulation involving Udi Technology. Seven out of ten South Koreans see the need for the country to unilaterally develop nuclear weapons, according to a survey of 1,000 people conducted by Gallup Korea released on Monday. 76.6% of the respondents agreed on the need for unilateral nuclear development. The poll, carried out between November 28th and December 16th last year, was commissioned by the Chan Institute for Advanced Studies. 77.6% believe that the North's denuclearization would be impossible. When asked if they believe Washington would use nuclear deterrence should a war break out on the Korean Peninsula, 51.3% replied yes, in comparison to 48.7% that said no. The foreign affairs and defense chiefs of South Korea and the U.S. will hold a series of meetings in Seoul and Washington this week. According to government officials of the two countries on Sunday, U.S. Secretary of Defense Lloyd Austin will sit down for talks with his South Korean counterpart Lee Jong-sup in Seoul on Tuesday. The two officials are likely to discuss cooperation on responding to North Korea's provocations, including another nuclear test and ways to reinforce the execution of the U.S.'s extended deterrence. Meanwhile, Foreign Minister Park Jin is set to visit Washington to meet his U.S. counterpart Antony Blinken on Friday. Senior Foreign Ministry officials of South Korea and Japan held a meeting on Monday to discuss the compensation issue for victims of Japan's wartime forced labor. Cha Min-jung, the Director General for Asia and Pacific Affairs at South Korea's Foreign Ministry, sat down with her Japanese counterpart Takehiro Funakoshi in Seoul for discussions on the matter. It was the third Director General-level meeting in some 40 days. During a public hearing earlier this month, Seoul's Foreign Ministry proposed using a Korean public foundation to pay the compensation for Korean victims. Who had won related lawsuits against two Japanese firms, Mitsubishi Heavy Industries and Nippon Steel? The proposal, however, drew criticism from the victims, as it did not include an apology by the Japanese firms or require their participation in the compensation. Foreign Minister Park Jin said last week that it would be desirable for Japanese companies to voluntarily participate in compensating the victims. 
From February 1st, the basic taxi fare in Seoul will increase to 4,801. According to the Seoul city government on Monday, the base fare for mid-sized cabs in the capital will rise by 1,001. The initial minimum distance for which the base fare is applied will also be shortened to 1.6 kilometres from the current 2 kilometres. After the base fare, 101 will be charged for every 131 metres instead of the current 132 metres as well. As part of efforts to increase nighttime taxi services, last month the city allowed cab drivers to charge a nighttime surge charge from 10pm instead of midnight. The benchmark Korea Composite Stock Price Index, or COSPI, fell 33.55 points, or 1.35% on Monday, to close the day at 2,450.47. The tech-heavy COSDAQ also fell, losing 2.63 points, or 0.35%, to close the day at 738.62. That's the news from KBS World Radio News Centre in Seoul. I'm Kwon Jang-woo.